Welcome to the Garden Church Podcast. The following message was previously recorded at the Garden Church in downtown Long Beach, California. He felt the, uh, the cool breeze of the early morning on his face. It was still dark. It's the only, only reason he could feel the cool breeze. Every time it was day, when the light began to rise in the eastern sky, he had to wrap himself in that, that robe, pull that cowling down over his face that marked him as a blind beggar. It was, it was as if his, his identity both protected him and identified him and prohibited anybody from ever knowing who he really was. He was just the blind beggar. But today, early in this morning, while it was still dark, he could walk with head uncovered without that mask Hanging down over his eyes, it was still dark in the streets and it made no difference to him. He was as familiar with Jericho in the dark as anybody else would have been in the day. And so he made his way on this, the day after Sabbath. Five days before Passover. People would be, would be streaming out the gate on their way up the hill to Jerusalem. And so today would be a good day for him, a blind beggar. He made his way to his his spot just outside the gate and sat there in the cool pre-dawn darkness, enjoying for the last few minutes that cool breeze before as the sun began to come up, he had to wrap his identity, his robe around him and cover again his face so that seeing eyes wouldn't see his sightless eyes. There was a buzz in the town. He'd heard it yesterday as he had made his way throughout the marketplace. He'd heard the conversations. Jesus and his disciples, Jesus of Nazareth, And his disciples had come into town last night and were planning to go, apparently, up to Jerusalem to Passover. There was a, there was an energy in the marketplace as, as the conversations buzzed around who he was. The rumors over building over the last two and a half, three years had begun to, to, to come to a fever pitch. We were coming towards Passover and the hopes and the dreams and the ambitions of all of these people, all of these pilgrims were centered on this one man, Jesus, a common, ordinary name. It seemed like everybody he knew, every fifth person was Jesus. But Jesus of Nazareth, was somebody different. He had heard him teach. He had, he had overheard his conversation with that, that, that tax collector yesterday. Pulled down out of a tree so Jesus could have lunch with him. 
And the tax collector had said, I'll give back everything that I have taken in fraud. Amazing! How does that happen? But then he overheard the conversations. He thinks it may have been some of the disciples continuing a conversation they'd been having on the way into town about which of them was the greatest. Which of them was the greatest. They were, they were still frustrated. Apparently, one or two of their number had gone up to Jesus yesterday on the way into town and asked Him when He comes into His glory if they might sit one on His left and one on His right. And they were frustrated when Jesus wouldn't give them a direct answer. They knew who He was. He was the Messiah sent from God who would deliver them from this Roman oppression. He was the one who would reestablish Israel at the center of the universe once again. He was the one through whom the hopes of all of the years were focused in deliverance. And Passover was the perfect time for the assertion of this new world order. And they were ready. These disciples were ready. How could they, he thought, how could they have missed what Jesus actually said? They threw it off as if he didn't know what he was talking about, that he was going to go to Jerusalem, that he was going to be betrayed in Jerusalem, that he was going to be put on trial in Jerusalem, that he was going to be executed in Jerusalem, that He was going to rise again in Jerusalem. How could they have missed all that? Perhaps in their seeing of who they wanted Him to be, they had no capacity to see who He actually was. Bartimaeus was not so blinded. His sightless eyes saw with greater clarity who Jesus was than his own disciples did. He remembered the echoes of the teaching that he had received, listening in over the, over the door, over through the window of the synagogue as the rabbis would teach the other children. He heard the stories. He heard the prophets he recognized in this Messiah a suffering servant. One who did not come to rule, but one who came to die. How could they have missed it? How could they have missed it so clearly spelled out? But he, sightless though he was, saw with the eyes of his heart exactly who this Messiah was. And knew, and knew what his prayer would be if he had a chance to pray to him. 
And so there he sat on the side of the road on that Sunday morning. A bigger crowd than usual would be leaving. They had spent Sabbath in Jericho and would be beginning their journey up to Jerusalem for the five days of feast preparatory to Passover. So today would be a good day for a blind beggar. He counted on this day. And so he sat in his favorite place. And as the sun began to come up, he wrapped himself in the robe that marked him as a blind beggar and lowered the cowl over his face. And sure enough, as the sun came up, the crowds began to increase and bubble and boil out of the city on their way up the mountain to Jerusalem. It seemed to him as he sat in the dust on the side of the road, calling alms, 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 that there were more people on the road today. There were more people standing on the side of the road today than usual. And tugging on the robe of the person standing in front of him, earning a kick for his impertinence, he asked, what's going on? And heard what he never thought he would hear. Jesus is coming. Jesus. Which Jesus? Jesus of Nazareth is coming this way. Jesus of Nazareth is coming this way. Yes, be quiet. He'll hear you. And the crowds began to push him back. Push him back from that edge of the road. Until finally there was a a cry from the city as Jesus and His his disciples began to make their way out of the city and up the hill towards Jerusalem. And He began to call out at the, from the center of everything that He was. From the center of who He knew Jesus to be. Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! And instantly the crowd began to push back again. Be quiet! He'll hear, he'll hear me! Jesus! Son of David, have mercy! Have mercy! Have mercy! On me! That's all he knew he deserved. And not even that. That's all. He longed for. Because if, if what he believed about this Messiah was true, this Son of David was true, if what he believed, dared barely to believe, if what he believed was true, mercy was the best gift he would ever receive from this man. In silence. Settled on the crowd. And from the distance, muffled, muffled by the dust and the, and the robed bodies of the crowd as they made their way, he heard this still voice bring him. And immediately, he, 
he was he 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 felt the focus. He, he felt the focus of of those around him shift to him. He's calling for you. Get up. And 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 still wrapped in the robe that marked who he was, that had been his defender and his identity, he stood to his feet and took off his robe and left it in a pile on the side of the road. Everything that he was known to be, everything that he knew himself to be, whatever else he was going to be, from this moment on, it would not be a blind beggar. And he made his way through the parted crowds who were almost salivating with the longing for a miracle. They all knew who he was. They all knew him as the blind beggar. No name. The blind beggar. Until finally he sensed himself standing in front And, and, and in, that, in, that, in that way that even today he could not explain to you if you asked, he knew that for the first time in his entire blind life, a man was looking him full in his face and not looking away. He was not afraid of his blindness. And said to him with a, a sadness, but a sweetness in his voice. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Lord, teacher, rabbi, I want to see Split second. With no more than a breath, he heard the words Go your way. Your faith has made you whole. He could not tell you from one moment to the next. He could not tell you from the blink of an eye to the next when it was exactly that he began to see again. He who had never seen before in a moment was made whole. Not just seeing, but whole. Not just healed, but whole. And he heard, he heard echoing in his own soul the words that he had never thought to hear. Go your way. It set him back. Because Jesus did not even wait for response. He just turned and began to make his way up to Jerusalem where Bartimaeus knew he would be betrayed. He would be put on trial. He would be executed after being treated brutally, and he would rise again. And Jesus marched resolutely out of his field of vision to Jerusalem. Go your way. For the first time in his entire life, he knew what he had to do. He was free 
to do anything he wanted. He literally could go his way. His way was sitting back in the pile. It had been a good morning already. All of who he was, all of his identity, all that he had marked himself to be was lying in a pile on the dust in the side of the road. He could have gone back and resumed a profitable income, a comfortable way of being that could have been His way. He didn't even consider it for a split second. He did not return to His old identity. He knew that wherever it was that Jesus was going, that was His way. To death, to betrayal, to brutal execution. Only those who have been blind can see. That's not the worst thing that can ever happen to you. To sit on the side of the road with an identity that no longer fits, that's the worst thing that can ever happen to you. To risk knowing and following such a one as this. One who yesterday had said that he came not to be served, but to serve. This way is now my way. I'll follow him through death to life. Let's pray. Father, as we sit with this, uh, with this story, um, the points of connection for me are just so profound and rich and deep for us. My sense, O oh Lord, is that there are those who are here today who have wrapped a false identity around them who have let other people tell them who they are, who have believed that themselves, who have taken great comfort in, even though it be false, at least it is familiar, who have maybe even taken advantage of identity that is not them. And I pray, O oh God, like Bartimaeus on that first Palm Sunday, we, on this Palm Sunday, would choose. Would choose to follow you wherever you're going to hell and back. Even if it means, O oh God, a cross for us. If it means... Betrayal for us. If it means hardship and pain for us. There is no other way for us. Who have been made whole. Because we stand in the reality of who He is. And so I pray, O Lord, in these moments of stillness. Before we call for response. That You would speak to our hearts 
words of invitation. That we would hear echo in our own minds. What is it that you want me to do for you? And that we would have the courage to respond. I want to see. I want to be made whole. I want you to have mercy on me. And that we will courageously be willing to leave that false identity here as we begin to follow you on the road. Just going to invite you to sit for just a moment in the stillness. We're going to ask our worship team to come back up. What is he saying to you? What are you saying to him? What is that identity that you have wrapped so tightly around you, whether given by others or embraced by yourself, that you recognize is not true? As comfortable as it is, it's not true. As useful as it is, it's not true. As safe as it is, it's not true. As predictable as it is, it's not true. Perhaps this morning you want to leave it to follow Him who is true. Regardless of where it is that He's going, you know that life is with Him. Life is with Him. I'm going to ask our ministry team to come and just uh, find your place across the front. And if you're here today and we can pray for you in, in the laying down of this false and the embrace of this new, we want to be able to do that. Let's stand together, shall we please? Thank you for listening to the Garden Church Podcast. For more information about the Garden Church, visit thegardenlb.org.